0: The ironclad Invincible drifts up Amilta's coast, casually knocking aside the ice flows that decorate the surface of the ocean this far northeast. The Admiral of the Glacier Legion stands on the deck, looking out over the shoreline, a hot drink in his hands. He can see a glint from the coast. The tundra surrounding a small ancient shrine is no longer bare. Now it is covered in steel, grass, and flowers, sprouted by the Princess of the Shrine of Blades. Just like the scouts reported, she has left her shrine and taken up arms against the swarm for the first time. He does not know what to do with the idea that the Princess will no longer permit herself to be predicted. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your host, I am your king, I am Kat. Hello. Hi, Kat. Hello. Hello, Kat. Hi. Hi, gang. My gang's
1: here with me today and
0: I would love to introduce them to you. We have Nick.
1: Hi, everybody. It's me. I'm Nick. I'm here today on the podcast. Here on the podcast. And Kirsten is here. Hello. It's me.
2: Hi, Kirsten. Hi, everyone.
0: And last but certainly not least, we have Kathleen. That's the one that I am. That's the one that you are. How on earth are you? I'm pretty okay. Yeah. Is everybody ready to have fun with podcast? I love having fun with podcast.
1: That's why I'm here.
0: Yeah. All right. But previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party advanced through the lavenders. They were aware of the fact that they were in the territory of a large predator. Several, as a matter of fact, because when they found a watering hole, they found with it a pride of lions Bony, plated, massive felines that were patiently waiting for the last members of their pride to finish drinking before leaving. They kept a close eye on the party, but didn't do much else. Nonetheless, the party really wanted to have a good fire going to keep the lions at bay over the course of the night. They did not, listener, get a good fire. Cobb was able to find plenty of firewood, but something about the ground was stinky when burned. Very stinky and upsetting. We got a bog fire. They did, listener. It's stinky and it's not great. Polly was very unhappy. Polly didn't like it. Polly is also upset because Penelope has adopted a whisper goat. As she do. <laughs> yeah, as she do. She just kind of adopts. And it is night time. It is night time upon this scorched-up hill. Some of you may wonder how did it get this way. I wonder. You may not. You know the rules. I'm not in charge of what you wonder. But. You might. I'm assuming that you're taking watches over
3: the night. It's the Velt. The entire Veldt seems to have been a battlefield.
0: Yes, this is true. So I suppose my question is, who was on watch when my foul deeds
2: happen?
1: I don't know. When, when do they happen? I think Penelope said she was going to take first watch.
2: I think I did, yeah. Yeah, that sounds correct. Who's taking second?
1: Uh, Cobble takes second.
2: You know
0: what, let's do it on Cobb's turn. Let's, I, was, I was hoping not to have to figure out when this happened, but you've all forced <laughs> my hand. And it is dark. It's the middle of the night, after all. I don't know what you expected from me, but it's dark at night. The sky is overcast, and every so often you can see just a pale, milky light filtering through the clouds when the clouds are thin enough. When they aren't, nothing. Just a thick blanket of darkness above you and to all sides. And then something flares up. A little fire, like the size of a torch, not far from the camp, in the grass. And another one. And another one. And there is probably about a dozen little flame-sized torches poking out of the grass nearby. They come a little bit closer, and you can see that they are attached. That all of these, are they limbs? I think they're limbs that are sticking up and catching fire all join down at one body with a dozen arms pointing
1: upward. Cobb has been watching it for a little bit because, I mean, it's a torch out in the middle of the dark, so it's pretty easy to spot. Yeah. But once it gets close enough, he is... big, worried expression. Oh, it starts
0: close. It doesn't, like, approach, like, light and then approach. Mm-hmm. It
1: lights up pretty close to camp and then approaches from there. Cobb is, is running around and and yelling, all right, everybody up, everybody up, come on.
2: What? what, what, what's, what what's up? Gideon's up and ready.
1: She's got a sword. Everybody up.
2: Penelope stumbles out of the tent a little bit blurry eyed and then notices.
1: We've got company, get your stuff.
2: Did our, did our fire relight? What, what's, what's happening? No,
1: it did not. It's the vault. Hmm. M- Mr. Sot, stay in the tent. Uh, uh, I sir. This is
0: Night Raid. It gets four actions. Ooh. Um, (laughs) That's what I decided. You're you're big tough season two characters. (laughs) To advance destroy will cost eight. Damn. To advance redirect will cost ten. To advance outlast, which means to get away from it, will cost four. For now. Hmm. For now. Yeah, I'm going to be... Fussing with some
3: dials. I love them.
1: The fussiest dials.
3: Yeah. While we're at it, what are the spell pieces here?
0: Yes. You do it to yourself. I do it to myself every single time. All right. The spell pieces here are silent, waiting, growing, grass, wind, smoke. And it is time to build your pool, everybody. So I would absolutely love it if all of you would um would roll some dice for me.
2: Penelope creates smoke grass and gets super high. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm I'm kidding. That's
1: That's also two uh that's too terrain pieces. pieces. I don't think yeah. Penelope yeah. can use that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you had the piece trees.
4: Oh
2: <laughs> but I don't.
0: combine it with Tissa's spell piece every
1: day.
2: Yeah! (laughs) Yeah!
1: I don't think every day can be a spell piece because I tried to get multiple words as a spell piece before and you told me no.
0: Nick, we're doing a bit about weed, Nick.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's what it's about.
0: Everyone roll adaptability tactics, please. (laughs) All right.
1: (sighs) Two successes. Uh, Cob, well, Cob rolled kind of poor. It's one
2: and one edge. Penelope got two successes, actually. Uh, Nick,
0: if you keep that edge successy, this encounter will start with something on fire.
1: Mm, No, I don't think I'm going to take that one. The less amount of fire, the better. Too true, too true. So the party is starting with a pool of five.
2: Alrighty. The big five.
0: So far, nothing is on fire.
1: Let's keep it that way.
3: Hmm. And
1: actually, I need to check Cobb's spell pieces real quick. Because I think Cobb has something to do with water.
3: Navigators off, didn't do.
1: I know he's got wind, but we already have wind. So he could do wind-wind, which... suspect?
2: (laughs) Make a chord with Penelope and then we go, win, 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 win. (laughs) Okay. Nah, wind and fire don't
3: always. Uh. Well, you can't do wind and fire without Earth.
1: Thank you, Kathleen.
3: Uh. (laughs) The party gets to go
0: first, so I would love to hear what everyone would like to do.
2: I think Penelope is actually going to roll to add to the pool an understanding survival role to use her survival skills to help prevent things from going on fire. Okay, give me a roll. Mm -hmm. Wow, Uh, four successes. Four successes, okay.
0: I think that you picked a place that you didn't think the ground was super flammable when you set up camp. Okay. Because you were, I recall you being concerned about that uh, last time.
2: Yeah, we were kind of seeing the scorched areas, so okay. Maybe it's a little yeah. bit more rocky or something, and thus. Yeah, yeah.
0: but there are still flammable grasses. You, mm-hmm. You're now tactically aware of the fire threat.
2: Alrighty.
1: And in the fire threat vein, Cobb is actually going to use, and he does have water, surprise, surprise. Cobb is going to cast growing water and pull groundwater up into the surrounding area to make it less flammable. Ooh, We are kind of in like a bog, so I figure there's probably maybe not aquifers, but there's water in there. He's gonna bring it up to try and get the area less flammable.
0: Okay.
3: Could Tissa add respite to that?
1: Tissa could.
3: Great. So you're just adding to the pool with this?
1: That was the idea, yes.
0: So how much is everybody spending?
1: I'm thinking three. Yeah, I think three a piece sounds good. Okay.
0: So that brings the party to 15, if I know anything about mathematics. About math. Okay, so it means I get to be aggro. A- volley of flames launch out of this horror, up into the air in a graceful arc and down onto the party. They are fire-tipped black spectral arrows. It will cost three to avoid this or everyone takes one damage and something catches fire.
2: Um, I'd prefer to have things not on fire.
1: Yeah, I'm all for the less, the less fire, the better.
2: Okay. I
0: think this is gonna lead right into a move that you may remember, Spark Constellation. The arrows hit the ground and explode in a shower of sparks. Pinpricks of burning light. Spend four or else everyone takes two damage. And I add something on fire to the scene.
1: Well, let's keep paying. Yeah, we've got 12. I say we we pay the four. Okay. Okay. Then, out of the
0: horror, there comes a burst of hot air and fire that explodes out of the darkness at the center of Night Raid. Everyone takes four damage, and something catches fire, or else you spend five.
1: Four damage is a lot. I think we just have to pay the toll, pay the fire toll.
0: Okay. Pay the troll toll. So there's three remaining. (laughs) I have not yet begun to troll toll. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. There's three remaining in the pool. It attempts to ignite, catching something on fire. No other effects, costs two.
2: Okay, so that brings us down to one. I say okay. (laughs) let's spend it. The gamer
3: in me says there's mechanics hidden behind this, but the person who lived in high-altitude desert does not want any brush fires started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, shall we put it out then? <sighs>
1: yeah, I guess. Okay. Let's put it out this time. I don't think we're going to be able to do that again. Cat is being real aggro, so I think we're going to have to learn to live with a couple of things on fire this time.
2: So we have a pool of one then.
0: Yeah, that's my turn. Um, Oh, here's the bonus rule. Every round I increase Outlast by one for every flame burning in the scene. Oh. And you can spend a turn to put out a flame or you can cast a spell worth one scatter per flame to put flames out. Okay. But I'm gonna be keeping track of how much stuff is on fire. Right now it's nothing. Mm -hmm. Go for it, Barty. Oh, wait, you've you've got three. Never mind. Oh, we have three in the. Yeah, you have an NPC fighting with you. I forgot to add her, too.
3: Oh, yeah, we forgot to give Gideon's two. Yep, yep, yep. Actually, that's false. You have
0: four in the pool.
3: Alrighty. Oh. This is a horror. Oh, that's
0: right. (laughs) She contributes extra against horrors.
2: That makes sense. She
0: knows a thing or two about them.
2: I think Penelope is going to add to the pool by using daring long-range weapons. Not necessarily trying to damage the horror, but trying just to keep the horror further back from us. Okay. One success, one edge success. Okay. One edge
0: success isn't quite worth doing a flare up, mathematically. You know what, if you keep this edge success you will not be able to use arrow for a bit. Oh, mm-hmm. like my word? No, you, you didn't bring enough arrows. You just like stumbled out of your tent. You didn't bring enough arrows. If you keep this edge success, you fire your last arrow driving this thing back.
2: okay. And then say if I wanted to get more arrows, would I have to spend a turn retrieving? Exactly. Okay.
0: You have to spend a turn going back into your tent for more.
2: Yeah, no, that that that's fair. I think I'll take the edge success. Okay. So that is total of three? Uh, Oh, sorry, it was one success, one edge success, so two.
0: Okay. Total of two, gotcha. Brings the party to six.
3: Um, could, should we run? Do we try to fight it? There's a lot of space to go, but it doesn't look fast.
1: Now, the only thing I'm afraid of is, will if we run, will it destroy all of our supplies?
3: has that, this is why I literally carry everything that belongs to me all of the time and only that kind of posture. Okay. Mm.
2: How long do you think it would take us to grab the important stuff before fleeing?
1: Well, we'd probably have about enough time to grab one or two things. It's readying another volley.
3: What kind of posture is... Gideon taking, because if she is trying to go toe-to-toe with the thing, Tissa's going to want to back her up. She
0: absolutely is. (laughs) She absolutely. This is a horror. She's not going to let it continue existing. Okay. She looks back to Cobb when you ask if we should flee and she gives a little nod, like not a yes, we should flee nod, but like a I understand what's the verdict nod. So she is willing to run if the party decides to run but she does want to fight it.
3: Well, this is going to Daring Mid-Ranged Weapons, seeing how this new weapon does in combat. Yeah. That is three successes and a four. Beautiful.
0: Are you keeping the four?
3: Yeah, I'll take the four.
0: Okay. That brings the party to 10. Let's go ahead and bring that to 13 because we have Getty in here and the two of you are
1: side by side doing many fight to this. I think we're going to have to start putting some hurt on this thing. Cobb is going to get the swords out and he is going to try and hack a big chunk off this thing. Yeah. Advance, destroy. We are going to try and advance, destroy and we need eight from the pool, which would bring us to five. Let's see how many we don't need to pull out of the pool. Cobb is fortunately pretty good at hitting things with a sword. He is. Sure. Well, he's maybe very good at hitting things with a sword. That is four edge successes. (laughs)
3: Oh, damn.
0: Okay. If you keep these edge successes, I'm setting fires.
3: I mean, I think you have to.
0: I'm setting two fires if you keep these edge successes.
1: Yeah, I, I think we have to. That'll drain the pool by four, bringing us to nine. You know, that makes sense. Cobb, like, hacks a couple of the arms off, but you know what? They're still kind of on fire, and they land somewhere and flare up.
0: Yeah.
1: That makes sense. You know, Or maybe, I don't know, does it have flaming blood? Does it just spew a huge gout of fire?
0: It doesn't bleed. Some horrors, d- actually horrors don't bleed. They're evil spirits. Well, they could still be full of ectoplasm. They could be, they ain't. They're full of nothing. They're just kind of like cutting through something made of
1: clay, but the clay is darkness and ill will. So we've got one on destroy then. We have nine remaining and we've got two fires. Yes.
2: I kind of feel sad for the horrors now. Pile of darkness and ill will. Sounds so sad.
1: I don't think they're smart enough to understand sadness. Yeah, they're not real sentient. Mm. Think of them like echoes Because they kind of are echoes
2: yeah, yeah
1: yeah. They're more of a physical phenomenon And less of a, like, creature Cobb still doesn't like it when they look like people
0: He doesn't like when they look like people That's understandable It's not pleasant when they look like people Hey, um, it does the arrow thing again But these ones aren't on fire It just kind of launches a volley of spectral arrows Into the campsite and unless you spend one, everyone takes one damage.
3: I think we should take one damage.
2: Taking an ouchie. I would take an ouchie. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cobb is an old hat when it comes to getting hit by arrows. Yeah.
0: Let's try and ignite. It tries to light another fire, which would bring the number of fires to three. Or else spend two.
2: I'd say spend two?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I think that I would rather uh, let this one go and I can have Tissa cast a spell next turn or something to take care of it. Okay. 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 Besides, Cat probably has something big in store for us.
2: Right. True. Right, right, Okay. And so we have nine in the pool, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, we have nine in the pool. It's It's set another fire and we've taken one damage. Now I'm just waiting for the move that takes into account all of the fires that are around. Supply
0: raid! Everyone in the party gains a scatter for every flame in the scene. Right now, there are three flames. It will cost three to avoid this.
2: I'd say let's pay the three.
1: Three it is. And it has one move remaining. It does.
2: Flare up
0: costs four to avoid. Doubles the number of flames in the scene. Oh, hmm,
1: that's a bunch. That would jump it to six. Let's see. yeah, let's not have that happen.
0: So we're gonna bring the party down to two because there are three flames in the scene. Outlast it goes up to seven. There are flames around the party, cutting off routes of escape.
3: I think that Tissa is going to back off and cast a spell to take care of the fires. All three? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. So Tissa is going to cast Sand Smoke. She plants the glaive on the ground and the smoke from the horror starts to whip around and kick up the dirt around them and start to smother all of the
2: fires around, sort of piling in little pieces.
3: Gotcha.
0: That's very good and cool.
2: Penelope is going to try to do daring riding to distract the whore, like try to get the whore to pay attention to her. Yep. And try to lead it, keep distance between the whore and the party, thus adding to the pool. Yeah. Two successes, one edge success.
0: All right. If you keep the
2: edge success, the
0: wind coming off of these massive powerful wings are going to empower these flames.
2: Oh. Making the horror stronger. Mm. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Penelope's hopped on Polly. It's gonna happen, so I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Three to the pool brings you to five.
1: We would be at eight with Gideon. Oh, yeah. She does her thing. Gideon is out there trying to poke this thing in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think it has a face, but she does have a sword and she is good at poking. And she
0: has various ice type magics. I think we we take a look at Gideon and she has stepped back from it and has just swung an arm through the air and conjured some just dreadful, icy, spectral gladii that fly through the air at it.
2: God, Gideon is amazing. It's like... Gideon
1: can be pretty cool when she wants to be. Yeah. I think we don't have enough pool, and unfortunately Cobb's key pieces aren't really combat focused, but that's kind of the point because his signature pieces are incredibly combat focused. He has to be a nice guy before he can beat people up. (laughs) Actually, what we can do, uh, what Cobb can do, is Cobb is going to spend a piece of his assist pool scatter to grab his spell piece Fleeting. Yeah. And he is going to cast Fleeting Wind, and he is going to basically try and suck all the air off of this thing so its flames start to die.
3: Ooh.
2: Okay.
1: And I will spend... Hmm. I don't want to spend too much because this thing can do scatter. But I also don't want to leave us totally open. Um, what do you think, everybody? How does four sound?
2: Leaving us a pool of eight? I mean, of a Four?
1: Well, no. Cobb would take four from the pool and four from his scatter to to, to advance destroy another time. Or should Cobb put in five?
2: Um, mm. I mean, you could. T- I'm just saying the pool right now has eight. Excuse me, eight. So yeah, then we would have four left, right?
1: <laughs> if if I put in five, we'd have five left. We will have however much left that I put in. I can't. I however I cannot do seven or above.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Right.
1: Well, I don't know. I could probably do it once. I do have overscatter, but I'm pretty certain you still conk out when you overscatter.
3: You do. Uh how about f- I mean, I kinda think that we need to push it. Like the numbers are tricky here.
1: So should I put in five?
3: That's my vote? Okay. But it's up to you.
1: Alright, five it is. We can we can we can live dangerously.
0: Alright.
1: So three are coming from the pool. Narrator. Cat will remember that. Cat will remember all kinds of things. So yeah, three from the pool, five from Cobb, and fleeting wind to create a vacuum above this thing to start trying to put its fire out. That'll get us to two destroy. Cobb is using a lot of magic this time. He usually doesn't. He usually does not. But we do have two destroy now, which is wonderful.
0: So let's see, let's start off with Ignite. Would you like to spend two f- to prevent me from adding a fire? Uh, let's let the fire happen, because we have, what, five?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we got to let it set something up.
0: Okay. Let's uh, Burning Arrow Volley, three, successes, or else everyone takes a damage and something catches fire. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: I'm okay with taking a damage and having a second fire happen, because... There's bigger ones coming up, I think.
1: Same. Yeah, we've all got plenty of health.
0: And right after Burning Arrow Volley, Spark Constellation. The fires pop and fill the air with sparks. Everyone takes two
1: damage, and a flame is added to the scene, or else pay four. I would vote that we don't let this one go through, because if it does scatter again, and we can't stop it, Cobb just calms out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No okay. same for Tessa. Okay, we don't want any naps. Okay, So we're
2: spending four?
1: Yeah, four. We've got one left, so whatever its last thing is, we can't really do a whole lot about.
0: Okay, I'm going to double the number of flames in the scene.
1: Of course you are.
0: So I'm going to bring it to four. Okie dokie.
1: We can't do anything about that. Things are on fire now.
0: So, outlast is eight this round. The difficulty to outlast as you are surrounded by growing fires.
2: So, I think Penelope... While she's on Polly, is going to extinguish said fires. Okay. Let's say she kind of uses her wind and the wind of Polly's wings to kind of like suck air up from the ground, so that they kind of like uh, creates kind of a vacuum effect, pulling <sighs> air out. Kirsten, Kirsten, are you are you casting wind, wind? <laughs>
0: Maybe. All right. You wind wind. And all the fires are put it out.
2: Sweet. Four scatter? Yeah.
0: Let's see. Gideon does some violence to it, bringing the party's pool up to four.
1: I think Cobb is also going to do some violence to it. We got kind of low last time. He is going to try not to roll four edge successes this time, though. That
3: would be preferable.
1: That would be ideal. Hopefully he can roll regular successes.
3: Okay, well,
1: it's not great, but he did get two successes.
2: Okay, so we're at six then? Yeah, we're at six. Tissa
3: is also aboard this violence train. The three of them amongst all of these limbs. And... hmm, Two edges, a four and a six. Okay... And we are attempting to add to the pool? Yeah, I think we're adding to the pool.
0: If you let me start a fire, I will let you keep... Oh wait, you only have one edge success?
3: Uh, two edge successes. Oh yeah, two edge successes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take one fire for two edges though.
0: Yeah. So you're adding four to the pool? Uh, Yeah. Okay, speaking of which, it's Cat's turn.
1: It is Cat's turn. I think this turn we might need to tank a whole bunch because we're going to want to get another turn in of destroy next time. Yeah. So we're just going to have to play along and see how aggro this crag is going to be. <laughs> it's not oh really a crag. God. That joke doesn't really work. It's not made of rocks. It's made of fire.
0: Yeah, it's mostly, it's made of fire
1: and shadows. And
3: <laughs> and ancient sins.
1: It's more chandelure and like less, I don't know, riparian. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. Yeah, it's not Colossal, it is Chandelier.
0: Okay. So I think what I would like to propose is... something that I took directly from Kathleen's playbook. The arms start pulling away from each other and trying to separate. Don't like that. You can spend four to prevent it, or else
1: it is going to split itself up and surround the party as little as I like that, I think actually we should let it do it, one, because that's a kind of cool monster move and two, we probably, like, that doesn't do damage or set fires, so let's see where it goes. This is good radio.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Let it ride. Okay.
0: (laughs) I was just gonna say, mechanically what this is going to do is this is going to knock destroy down to six instead of eight and it is also going to bump up the difficulty of the rest of the things this round.
3: Mm. Alrighty. If we want to commit, 18 seems a lot more achievable than 24.
0: All right. So it is going to do burning arrow volley again. This time it costs four to avoid or everyone takes one damage and I light things on fire.
1: We've still got plenty of health and we've only got one fire. So I think we're all getting sunburns again. Arrow burns, night time.
0: Um, do I want to? I do want to. Flare happens. There's a burst of searing hot air and fire. Everyone takes four damage and something gets caught on fire unless you pay five. That's what we were saving
1: for. Yeah, I think four is a bit much.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. So we're spending the five, I
0: guess.
2: Spending the five.
0: So if I asked you for four or else I would double the fires to four from two, would you let me do that?
1: Well, I think we kind of have to. Okay. Or at the very least, I think we should because starting with five is gonna be really good for us.
3: Yeah, I'm cool with it. Okay, there are four fires. Destroy costs six. There are four fires. We have five in the pool. We need to destroy three more times to win. Yes. And Tissa seeing herself surrounded makes just a big old swing at the horror with her glaive, which as far as she can tell seems to be pretty okay at that. That seems to be the sort of thing that the glaive likes to do, is take big wide swings. Yeah. So she is going to roll daring mid-ranged weapons to destroy. Yes, please. That's three successes and two edges.
0: Ooh, if you keep the edge successes, I'll light another
4: fire.
3: Uh, yeah, I guess.
2: Yay. Yay, flyers. And that brings the pool to nine? No, Kathleen is rolling to
3: destroy. Oh.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: It brings the pool to four.
1: Well, okay, we get, we get seven pool because we have Gideon is is helping. Gideon is helping. Uh, Penelope, how much scatter do you have?
2: I have six remaining. So we have, uh, seven in the pool. Yeah. And we just need to do destroy twice.
1: Yeah. So Cobb would like to do a chord with
2: Penelope then. Yeah. Alrighty. Penelope, uh, what were your spell pieces again? Um, So I have restoring, flying, encouraging, wind, heart, and arrow. We all remember arrow.
1: You said you had flying?
2: Flying, yeah. It's
1: great because Cobb has suplex.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let us suplex the fire. Yes.
3: No, it's just going to be wind, wind, wind. <laughs> Actually, I think... Should I get arrow from you?
2: Of course, arrow is one of my favorite. Wind and arrow are my like, my jam. Encouraging,
1: you use constantly.
2: Yeah, that's true. I am very encouraging.
1: (laughs) I think in that case then, can I get three from you?
2: Of course, if you need more, I I have more, but three is good, okay.
1: Three is good. So in that case then, Cobb will spend two, we'll take three from Penelope and the pool, which gives us 12 and we will use silent water arrow. And Cobb runs up to one of these things and thanks to the silent part, kind of flickers for a moment. He's going to take out the blue sword, the pointy one. And all of a sudden that sword is just right in this thing. And after a second, like a big dumb anime blood explosion, a huge gout of water just flies out of the other side of this thing. Ooh.
0: That's very good. Nice.
1: Just a giant cannon of salt water shoots out of the back of this thing.
0: Yeah. I think the spray just kind of like fills the air with with mist and water and salt and the fires around the campsite start dying down as it
1: sinks into the soil. Cobb just sort of stumbles back and goes, that's right that's right you you sit there and then he just kind of passes out because Cobb has filled his scatter pool and it is nap time nap time for the big guy and I I think he just kind of like slumps over awkwardly like he he drops to his knees and it looks like he's gonna sleep kneeling and then he just kind of flops over and it is snoozy snore time just right right in the dirt
2: I think Penelope tries her best to try to, like, catch him before he falls. But, I mean, she can't make it in time. But she's like, oh, going down. And she tries to, but can't. Nope. Cop's taking a nap. Yep. She's like, mm. can I catch the head? Nope. <laughs> nope, he falls. You can't catch a cop.
1: No, it's it's fine. He's his, the The ground here is smelly but soft. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe roll him over so he doesn't like breathe in groundwater. But
3: yeah, no. This is going to walk over and like. Hmm. I guess it's only fair. Um. Red, get up. Sod, you can come out now. Uh, the big guy's okay. He's just sleeping. Um. It's all. Get him into the tent.
2: All right, here, here we go. Here we go. Uh, <sighs> There's four
3: of us. Um. Okay.
0: <laughs> and I mean, four of us, yes, but only one of us is even approaching Cobb's size. Yes. <laughs> Tissa and Gideon are canonically little. Yeah. Indeed. And Sada's baby. That's okay. You just you you can move
1: him. Think of him like a big couch. <laughs>
3: No,
2: no, um, my left, um, my left. Um, okay, Le- left, left. What if, what if, what if uh, we just rotate this way here, and, and we get him kind we of widen, widen. We don't need to rotate. We just need to go a little bit uh, further. Uh, oh, um, okay, here. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Uh, watch, watch the ground's a little bit uneven here. Okay. Uh,
0: uh, and with that, everyone, I do believe it is memory time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay i gotta say it my memory is us getting calm into the tent <laughs> that's pretty good also um that was a really cool very interesting uh, monster like a very fast paced like growth of you got to keep an eye on things so that was a good a good fight Whew.
3: i like it when the numbers are tight like it gets scary i know but like i like it when the numbers are tight in heroic chord. Mm-hmm. Because it can do severe consequences pretty hard if you want it to.
1: Yeah, I I really liked the encounter. I thought the fire mecha- the flame mechanic was really cool. Um, I uh, pulling back the screen a little bit, listener. I think Cat thought this was a little harsher than I think I said most of us. That
0: was off record. <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs>
1: well, yes, but I am not speaking off record. <laughs> but we we all thought there that it you. was we all thought that it was uh we all thought that it was a lot, you know, like tighter and well balanced and so we basically what i'm saying here is cat wanted to pull punches and we didn't let them.
3: You did not let me. I wanted to very badly. I don't know what ended up in the edit so this mate Come off to, but whenever we start actively talking about, like, okay, uh, when do we start thinking about overscatter? <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: yeah, and I, I really like that, and also I have not used overscatter yet, and I essentially forced Cat to let me
3: because
1: <laughs> they were like, "Oh, this," I mean, are, "Am I gonna like squash, squash you guys?" And I'm like, "I have not used this once. Let me, let me pass out and turn into a big." couch man who needs to be moved into a tent
2: (laughs) because I still had like you could have you could have had more of my scatter and and not and not couch man but it did make a pretty cool scene like it's a pretty like good finisher to be like bam giant spell and then yeah
3: yeah my memory is Nick giving us the correct improv prompt
0: yeah that was good that was that was correct
1: so everyone thank you so much for playing with me today yeah, this was it a was good lovely. One. Yeah, Encounters are always a lot of fun. It's one of the things that I love the absolute most about the system is the encounters are so cool. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you had fun with this encounter. Like I had my tablet out and I was keeping track of all the things and it was it was fun. Sometimes I like numbers. Not very often, but I do every once in a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, not very often. Listener, don't put numbers on him. Sometimes numbers are a sometimes food for Nick. But uh, listener thank you for listening to us. Um we always appreciate it. We think you're fantastic. Special thanks of course to our patrons and people who have supported us on Kofi and that means the world to us because wow gosh darn you're you're really willing to to you know give us money. <laughs> like that's that's very touching. Yeah, shout outs to y'all. You, you you're great. If you would like to become one of said people, there's a support us link at PeachGardenGames.com that you can follow, and we will sometimes send you stickies. Yay! Yeah,
1: and maybe other things?
0: Yeah, other ways that you can let us know you appreciate us. You can join us on the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord, or on our own Heroic Discord. You can tell us on Twitter at PeachGardenRPGs, that would be swell, or you can use the email form on our website, sortofsymphonies.com. Also, real swell. If you were to go above and beyond and leave a review, wow, that would just be something, wouldn't it? But this is our reminder that none of these things are mandatory. Listener, we're just glad to have you. We are. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
4: Bye-bye. We'll
1: bye. see you next time, everybody.
0: Next time. Bye. <laughs> bye.
4: Be gay. Roll dice.
3: An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.
4: Are you ready for Super Idols RPG? Super Idols. A rotating cast of today's hottest up-and-coming tabletop players in one all-new power-packed podcast. Super Idols. Move into a new dimension with the year's biggest pop music themed, Magical Girl-inspired Masks Campaign. Super Idols. Now you can have all your favorite nerdy roleplay in a funny, sincere, diverse, character-driven package. Super Idols. Meet soon-to-be chart-topping idols like Violence Violet, Bane Raven, Symphoria, Elementum, Queen Bee, Warcry, and Karen. Karen. Super Idols RPG. The internet's premier narrative play podcast about super-powered teen idols. Call the number on your screen now to order Super Idols RPG on CD or cassette, or stream it wherever podcasts are sold. Must be 13 years or older to listen, because we do sometimes say, please do not actually try to order a CD or cassette from us. That's just part of the parody. Please send a self-addressed stamped envelope to yourself, because you deserve something nice in the mail today. And seriously, come listen to Super Idols RPG. It's pretty cool, and it's a fun show, and we think you'll like it visit superidolsrpg.castos.com for more details.